Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue again in our Sermon on the Mount series with Matthew 5, 38 through 42. Jesus is in rapid-fire fashion correcting some of the errors of application of Old Testament law. He dealt with their hypocritical understandings and applications of you shall not murder and you shall not commit adultery, and also you shall not bear false witness or swear falsely by my name. Now he's going to deal with a misunderstanding of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. The religious leaders of the day twisted this saying to justify taking vengeance in some situations, conveniently setting aside God's clear command that vengeance was for him and his appointed authorities, not for us to pursue. But people have also misunderstood Jesus' teaching here, taking the well-known phrase, turn the other cheek, to an extreme that amounts to allowing ourselves to be used and abused without complaint. Where is the true meaning of Jesus' teaching here? Pastor Jim is going to help us hone our understanding of this passage in today's piece of the message entitled, An Eye for an Eye. She uh, undermined and attacked the leadership in every way that she could. She was vicious. She was disruptive. She was divisive. And she was merciless about it. Now, this, this wasn't any woman that has since been elected to Congress, but could have, could have worked. Well, she was confronted about it. A lot of people were hurt by what she had done. Uh, eventually, it rose to the elders of the church, and they confronted her. It came to the point of that, that, that sad day was looming when it was going to be a public church discipline issue. The elders were relieved. They were very pleased when she called and asked to meet with the board. She said, I need to apologize. It seemed that she had finally understood her sin, that she had indeed come to the point of repentance. She sat down with us. She used the words of the Bible, and she said that she was sorry for the offense. And we just began to discuss it a little bit. And she went on to explain that she was not sorry for anything that she had said or anything that she had done. But she was very sorry that the board took offense at what she had done. Um, It wasn't, I'm sorry for what I did and that it hurt the body of Christ, it was, I'm sorry, you took offense. You ever been apologized to like that? You know, apologize with one hand, slap you with the other one. That's kind of what it's done. Jesus was confronting that kind of an attitude of using Scripture in a twisted way to get even on your own or to do your own thing. Jesus was condemning the loveless and vengeful motives that the Pharisees rationalized 
by twisting the Scripture. They weren't about to deal, for example, with the lust in their own hearts, but they would drag that woman that was caught in adultery into a public setting. That was the point. So, the letter of the law, you've heard it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. The Pharisees' version, they turned that around into, you must take your own personal revenge. And that brings us to verses 39 through 42, and the subject of public justice versus personal revenge. Now, friends, understand, the Bible forbids personal revenge. It provides for the punishment of evildoers, but don't take your own vengeance. There's never been any doubt about that, starting in Leviticus 19, verses 7 through 8. You shall not hate your fellow countrymen in your heart. The law always dealt with the heart. They just covered it up. You shall not hate your fellow countrymen in your heart. You may surely reprove your neighbor. In other words, if somebody does something wrong, you can point out the wrong. That's an accurate use of Scripture. But shall not incur sin because of him. What do you mean by that? You shall not take vengeance, nor bear any grudge against the sons of your people. But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. When you're reading through Leviticus and you read, I am the Lord, that means get out your highlighter. I meant that. Okay? Or Proverbs chapter 20, verse 22. Do not say, I will repay evil. Wait for the Lord, and He will save you. Or Proverbs 24, 29. Do not say, Thus I shall do to him as he has done to me. I will render to the man according to his work. I, I will get even. That's my duty. He said, he said, don't say that. Now, when you understand this and you see that Jesus puts this instruction right next to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, you see again, he's, teaching, he's talking about attitude. Again, the issue is the heart. Now, look at some of the other things that Scripture says about this. Romans chapter 12, verses 19 through 21. Never take your own revenge, beloved. So how often are you justified in taking your own revenge? Well, approximately, let's see, never. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Evil's going to happen. Evil will happen with you in the crosshairs. So, what do you do? Well, you don't take your own revenge. Don't let evil overcome you by turning you evil, by having you do something evil in return. You know, how, do, 
how do grudges get started? How do, how do family arguments get going in the, in the first place? Somebody does something and it's not very nice, it's not very cool, and other people respond, and so they justify their response. Well, look what she did. Look what she said. Oh, yeah, well, then I can throw a plate at you. Okay, well, then I can hit you with the frying pan. And just escalate Instead of saying, I'm not going to be overcome by evil. Vengeance and the bitterness that drives it is like spiritual acid that will corrode your heart. Deal with the heart. Deal with your responsibility to the Lord. You will answer to the Lord for everything you do. You will answer to the Lord for everything you say. You will answer to the Lord for everything you thought. And nothing that anybody else does. Deal with your heart before your Lord. Now that in Romans 12 is like a little commentary on the rest of our passage for today. Look at 39 to 42. Jesus says, but I say to you, Do not resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, let him have your coat also. Whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks of you, and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. Now, he says, I say to you, uh, do not resist an evil person. What, what does that mean? Well, it rebuts the Pharisees' misinterpretation. It, it forbids personal retaliation. Uh, now, don't just stand there and beg for more bad stuff to happen to you, but it's not yours to get, to get even. Turn the other cheek. That means Show by your attitude, show by your words, show by your deeds that you're not filled with the motivation of retaliation. Your desire is to to spread God's love. Remember in the end of the Beatitudes when they persecute you? Let them see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Jesus does not teach... And some people twist this passage to say that he does, but he doesn't. He does not teach that we should take no stand against evil, that we should just passively let it run its course in the world. That's why I read to you what Jesus did when he cleared out the temple. What was he doing? He was resisting evil. There was public evil going on, sanctioned by the pompous religious leaders of the day. Jesus made a whip, and he went in there, and no one resisted him. That's how powerful he was. He was resisting evil when he cleared that temple. He told us, resist the devil, James 4, 7, 1 Peter 5, 9. Or Romans chapter 12, verse 9, abhor what is evil. You shouldn't like it when evil happens. You you. You just call it what it is. We speak truth in love. 
1 Thessalonians 5.22, abstain from every form of evil. So we, we resist evil, we hate evil, we turn from evil, we refuse to let evil make us evil, but that's not the end of it. Matter of fact, um, another example, what did Paul do when Peter was guilty of bringing into the church an evil attitude of superiority? If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.